On the boat, we were mostly virgins. We had long black hair and flat wide feet, and we were not very tall. Some of us had eaten nothing but rice gruel as young girls and had slightly bowed legs, and some of us were only fourteen years old and were still young girls ourselves. Some of us came from the city and wore stylish city clothes, but many more of us came from the country, and on the boat we wore the same old kimonos we've been wearing for years, faded hand-me-downs from our sisters that had been patched and re-dyed many times. Some of us came from the mountains and had never before seen the sea, except for in pictures, and some of us were the daughters of fishermen who had been around the sea all our lives. Perhaps we had lost a brother or father to the sea, or a fiancé, or perhaps someone we loved had jumped into the water one unhappy morning and simply swum away, and now it was time for us, too, to move on. On the boat, the first thing we did, before deciding who we liked and didn't like, before telling each other which one of the islands we were from and why we were leaving, before even bothering to learn each other's names, was compare photographs of our husbands. They were handsome young men with dark eyes and full heads of hair and skin that was smooth and unblemished. Their chins were strong, their posture good, their noses were straight and high. They looked like our brothers and fathers back home, only better dressed, in gray frock coats and fine western three-piece suits. Some of them were standing on sidewalks in front of wooden A-frame houses with white picket fences and neatly mowed lawns, and some were leaning in driveways against Model T Fords. Some were sitting in studios on stiff high-backed chairs with their hands neatly folded and staring straight into the camera as though they were ready to take on the world. All of them had promised to be there, waiting for us, in San Francisco when we sailed into port. On the boat, we often wondered, would we like them? Would we love them? Would we recognize them from their pictures when we first saw them on the dock? On the boat, we slept down below, in steerage, where it was filthy and dim. Our beds were narrow metal racks stacked one on top of the other, and our mattresses were hard and thin and darkened with the stains of other journeys, other lives. Our pillows were stuffed with dried wheat hulls. Scraps of food littered the passageways between the berths, and the floors were wet and slick. There was one porthole, and in the evening, after the hatch was closed, the darkness filled with whispers. Will it hurt? Bodies tossed and turned beneath the blankets. The sea rose and fell. The damp air stifled. At night, we dreamed of our husbands. We dreamed of new wooden sandals and endless bolts of indigo silk and of living, one day, in a house with a chimney. We dreamed we were lovely and tall, we dreamed we were back in the rice paddies, which we had so desperately wanted to escape. The rice paddy dreams were always nightmares. We dreamed of our older and prettier sisters, who had been sold to the geisha houses by our fathers, so that the rest of us might eat. And when we woke, we were gasping for air. 
For a second I thought I was her. Our first few days on the boat we were seasick and could not keep down our food and had to make repeated trips to the railing. Some of us were so dizzy we could not even walk and lay in our berths in a dull stupor, unable to remember our own names, not to mention those of our new husbands. Remind me one more time. I'm Mrs. Who? Some of us clutched our stomachs and prayed out loud to Canon, the goddess of mercy. Where are you? While others of us preferred to turn slightly green. And often, in the middle of the night, we were jolted awake by a violent swell, and for a brief moment we had no idea where we were, or why our beds would not stop moving, or why our hearts were pounding with such dread. Earthquake was the first thought that usually came to our minds. We reached out for our mothers then, in whose arms we had slept until the morning we left home. Were they sleeping now? Were they dreaming? Were they thinking of us night and day? Were they still walking three steps behind our fathers on the streets, with their arms full of packages, while our fathers carried nothing at all? Were they secretly envious of us for sailing away? Didn't I give you everything? Had they remembered to air out our old kimonos? Had they remembered to feed the cats? Had they made sure to tell us everything we needed to know? Hold your teacup with both hands, stay out of the sun, never say more than you have to.